before. You're on two. This music's a little. Uh, and what are you for? You're on two. This music's a little. Uh, and what are you for? It keep. Do you hear that? It's, there's like feedback. Do you hear that? It keep. Do you hear that? It's, there's like feedback. It, it's it's really it's lagging. It do you hear that? It's really it's lagging. It All right. So where, what is that? You have do you hear that? All right. So where, what is that? It's hilarious. Do you hear that? All right. Are you about to start? Everything's fine now. We were listening to ourselves live through our own speakers. So wait, the music. Let's put the music back on. Porn, well, porn you music. Have it on the. Where'd you have it? We. Ha I had it on YouTube. Well, we had to shut that down because you were being. I know. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was my <laughs> fault. Usually, when people are trained, they put a fucking CD in the thing over there, so they pull up the CD. You're fine though. All your people are calling in to get free phone sex. Come on now, Fred Scarf. Meow, meow, meow. Okay, shall we do it? Yeah, meow, meow. So, let's do um, Fred Scarf. Uh, Artemis, right? Start. Wait, wait. We need to do music. Phone sex. Which kind of music? We gotta go. Porn. All right, porn music coming up. Gonna work it out. Here on free phone sex with Fred Scarf. Free phone sex. You want 70? Yeah, we'll do 70s. And then let me know when it should start Artemis, right? Well, who is Artemis? Or Amadeus. 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 Artemis. Fuck Amadeus. Like He's a good guy. I love Amadeus. Amadeus, 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 Amadeus. Fuck Amadeus. Meow. Alright. We got it? Can you hear can you hear yourself, Pam? Oh. Pam, I can't hear you. Can you hear? Good. Alright, so press record. Oh, you've been you've been Ready? recording, yeah. Alright, let's do it. It's, it just started. Life just started. Pam, I'm not convinced that's Mike too. <laughs> One. I don't know if that's Mike too. Is that Mike too? Why can't I hear you, Pam? I don't think this is you. Here, try that, Mike. <laughs> Mike two here. Mike two. That's Mike three. That's Mike three. All right, you're Mike four. All right, let's just do that. Perfect. Okay, I hear you. Welcome to. <laughs> Welcome to a new edition of free phone sex. Meow 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 meow. Pam, so let's just talk. What were your thoughts on the last session of free phone sex? Your thighs are too amazing. My like, thighs? What are you even doing? Like, right how now? How are you even how are you even being free phone sex when I could have thighs like, like that. Meow. Like, I are you kidding me? I hear you. I hear you 100%. So what did you what did you think of last episode? I feel really good about uh, 
was 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 the last? No, it wasn't last week when it was the seven person uh, gangbang. Was that last week? No, that was two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. <laughs> I can't remember. I'm so immersed in gangbangs that I don't even know where I am right now. Like I don't know. Hey, you know what? The gangbang one was really really hot. So um so we have our first caller. I don't really know who he is. Um, and again, we're still, we still haven't launched yet. So who's the caller? Just someone who follows me on Snapchat. You're so pretty. You're pretty too. You were too kind to say that. You're Pam in, is very pretty. In a 44-year-old way. No, You're pretty in a 26-year-old way. And that is like, wow. You know, the butt has a thing that does its stuff. The butt is really hot. And okay. <laughs> we're gonna have to, all right, so you're going to light that joint up for me, and then we're going to call this. Meow, meow, meow. All right, you light that joint up for me, and then let's do the. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> We don't do joints, we only do pipes. Because joints are. It's just not as good, you know? Agreed. I mean? 100% agreed. He's so pretty. There he goes. Okay. Do I have to light it for you every time? Come on. I'll light it myself. He's got tennis shoes on. You're listening to MutinyRadio.fm. Fred Scarf tell, tell, is tell, tell a real them. person. Tell, tell, tell the people about your weekend. Tell them what I did on my weekend. I watched, I let Netflix shape my life, and that made me a better person because the British Baking Show is more important than any of you understand. They are like so against Americanism. Like they are nice to each other. They are alive. It is. It is. This is a reality TV baking program, and they are nice to each other. What? All right, we're gonna call the first guy. Call him. I mean, I am the worst person to be like bisexual with because I think about the British Baking Show 100% of the world in time. Cam girls are for shit. I just want to need dough, okay? All right, let me do it. So first, uh, Colin. Do I press the red or white? The white, the red hangs it up, white hooks it in. Okay, Lifting the veil for all of you people here listening at mutinyradio.fm. www.mutinyradio.fm. Sexy calls, sexy times. You're calling him. He's calling him. I'm just, what I'm saying is I don't want to have it be dead air. Are you ready to call us at 3 pizza? All right, here we go. Uh, let's do the, let's do the. Press the white button. Hey, buddy, how you Hello. doing? Hello. Hello, can you hear us? Hello, can you hear us? I don't think I pressed the white button. <laughs> I have to call and I have to call this dude again. I'm such a fucking failure. Okay, one sec. <laughs> I forgot to call this dude. Yes, it's 
difficult oh, for Fred Scarf because he is so pretty. And the crown of beauty is so heavy. And he's a really good-looking young man. So we're going to give him a second try as he calls in. Jonathan Nas, what is this crazy chicken biscuit parts happening? He has... Jonathan's very kind. Hey, Can he ask KFC? I called you in. Sorry about that. One sec. I'm going to do it again, okay? Wait, so... you got to press the button. Press the white button. Hang up the phone. Done. Now we can hear him. I think we can hear you now. Can we hear you? Hi. <gasps> Pull out the music on the this. I think we can hear you. Hello? Hey. hey. Hello. And this is our phone. Can you, can yeah. you hear us? Yeah. Oh, good. Welcome to free phone sex with mm. Fred Scarf and Pam, my co-host. I'm Hi. eating. I'm eating chicken from KFC right now, and it is so good. Pam, where's right. the? We need more pot. Where's the pot? Just right here. Here. But all right, okay. fun. But there's like barely any left. Okay. Okay, okay. So, obviously, you've been following me on the Snapchat for a very long time. Yeah. And... Twitter, Twitter, oh, go ahead. And, uh, and, uh, and Facebook. And Facebook. Oops. And Facebook. And so, this is a pilot. We ha- I haven't launched it yet, so I'm just inviting my, like, favorite fans and stuff to, like, listen. And so, we're going to do your, like, fantasy. So, you don't have to say your name. But we're going to say who, what, where, when, why. So the first thing is we're just going to ask what is like your what, – what, what turns you on? Mm, let's see. Kissing? Kissing turns you on? Okay. No, no. Kissing, but like is it – you? Do you have any issues with like breath being funny or are you just like tongue in your mouth? You're just like getting on, just like boom. Yeah, yeah tongue in my mouth. Um, oh, just put it all in. Oh. Okay, so. Okay, so what would be like the ideal situation? So someone kisses you, like t- walk me through what would be like the most ideal sex fantasy and what would happen? No, let's see. Uh. Let's see. Hmm. Let's see. I've done it in the I've done it in the woods. I've done it. I've done it. Let's see. Let's see. Where I've had sex. Let's see. Woods. Let's see. Locker room. Let's see. So you've had sex in the woods, so you don't want to do it in the woods because you've already done that in real life. Well, yeah. Okay, so is there a place where you have not had sex that you would like to have sex and we could do that on the show? Maybe like, I mean, some um, it's been very popular to have the beach scene. Beach is the very beach, popular. The beach scene is very by, popular. I don't, live, I don't live by the beach. So okay. I wish I, I wish I did. Okay, so the maybe Pan a beach. Is way too expensive. Okay, so do you... It's ha- a fantasy. There's no price here. Anything you anything. want can happen. Uh, like, there is no price. We can really so, okay so let's it. do it like let's do a short list so you have the beach as a possibility are there any other places mm, 
or maybe like maybe fetishes like that you've never really explored that we can explore like maybe like are you into like you know like any kinks do you have any piss like are you like shit like i mean yeah. i don't know oh. yeah um, what, what are your kinks tell me about your kinks let's see i love being spanked you love being spanked okay Spank. continue uh let's see i like watching guys piss let's see so you like piss yeah okay so you want to be pissed on have you done it before not yet not with the not with the guy who would oh so he would not piss on you no okay so you want to be so you okay so we could explore that tell me more about that let's see let's see would be let's see would be let's see Okay, you could combine, let's see, I think. Let's see, you could, let's see. Okay, let's go with the piss thing. I like do that. You, do you want someone to be discovered by you being pissed on or pissing on someone else? Like, I think this is important in that. I mean, yeah, I, I yeah. would love, I mean, I pee a lot in, I pee a lot in the world in between cars not on like people or whatever but I understand it as like a like where are you peeing I feel like being I would love I've never been handcuffed so you want to be peed and you want to be handcuffed so like sometimes someone handcuffs you and then they piss on you yeah urine is sterile so we should we should not worry about this right now urine is sterile all right, so we're on people is totally cool. Don't anybody freak out. So I think what we should just do <laughs> is we should just do like you go back to the woods and then we pee on you mm. and we handcuff you to a tree. What do you think? Can I be a bear? Hey, that's hot. Well, let's see. Well, I just see. Yeah, I probably have uh, maybe you, Fred. Okay, so I'm gonna pee on you. Yeah. And then, uh, do you want, in, like, like another act, like, my co-host, she can do some other stuff. Like- I want to be a bear. Mm. <laughs> I just want to <laughs> run out from the, yeah. You, well, okay, her. so, I- well, let's explore other kinks. We'll fold other stuff in here. So, so we, I take you to the woods, I handcuff you to a tree, and then I piss on you. Is there anything else, other fetishes that you like to explore that we can do in this fantasy? Uh, um... I love being ribbed. Rate ribbed or raped? Rim, rim. Rimmed. Oh, okay, okay. Rim. Okay, rimmed and rimmed. Okay, so um, yeah. I can rim you. Is there maybe like, is there? Have you ever had a need for like maybe a third person, like a, maybe a woman, mm-hmm. maybe like an animal, maybe a like we could like introduce another right. character into the story. Get a clawed, d- daintily. Or is there anything? Your, is there anything else that you're thinking about? Any other kinks, star. kinks or fetishes or scenery that we could add that just is like blows your mind away? Let's see. Ooh, we can have sex on the cedar. Say it again. Sex on the cedar because I'm a cedar nerd. I, I always want to have sex on stage. On stage. On stage. So I think what we should do is this. It's. This like is gonna be really high school the musical part three, but it's like meow, So this yeah. is what we're gonna, so this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna do 
So this is what's gonna happen. So this is what's gonna. So this is. So this is what's gonna happen. What's gonna happen is we're, I'm gonna. We're gonna put the fantasy together, and this is how I think it should go down. You're in school, right? Or like, do you want to be in school, or what? Like, what are you thinking? Like, like you're in a uh, theater class, and like I yeah, fuck, theater, fuck you on stage yeah. or something. Yeah. All right. So you're in like your theater class, and then I fuck you on stage, and then after. Yeah your theater class and I fuck you on stage you're like I'm all slutted out and I'm like no you're not I'm taking you to the woods and then you t- I take you to the woods and then uh, and then I handcuff you to a tree and I piss on you and then like after I piss on you I rim you and then after I rim you uh, we kiss and then after we kiss you come how does that sound is there anything else that I'm missing I'd love to take your cum. Alright, so then you come and then I come and then you just like swallow my cum? Yeah. Okay. Give me, give us like a couple minutes. We're going to put this whole fantasy together. But, um, but, um, yeah, so tell me, so as we put the fantasy together, I want to talk to you since you've like followed me on Facebook for such a long time. Uh, tell me about like, how you found me and all this stuff as we put the fantasy together tell me about like when did you when did you for when did we first become facebook friends oh geez let's see because i've had to redo my account several times okay let's see i want to say 2014 okay maybe no maybe what's your favorite post facebook post i've ever done do you have a favorite well, I love the new one. And let's see, the one where you're, uh, I think you did it in March. What happened? March, March of last year, where you had your, uh, where you showed your ass. Showed my you ass? Had, yeah, you had your, like, tongue sticking out. It was, like, on a Saturday or something like that. Oh, yeah. Like, it was, like, like my, like, my butt and, um... It was like my butt, and um, and I like just turned around and I gave like a wink or some shit like that, right? Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, that was a good one. All right, so we are gonna get the fantasy ready. <laughs> Sorry, I just smoked a little. All right, so we're gonna get the fantasy ready and give us one minute. We will be right back.
the phone sex has officially started. Wow, what a great performance. Congratulations. That was such a good performance. We were just so impressed. How did you? How were you able to pull that off? How much? How long did it take to rehearse for that? Hello. Hello. Oh, oh hi. Yeah. Hello. We finally figured hi. out the Are you sexy right? times. Sorry. Do you want us to start over again? Yeah, let's start over on the sexy All right, we're times. We're gonna start. We're gonna start over right now. Are you ready? Yay. Oh my god, that was such a great performance. How long did it take for you to rehearse for that? Well, regardless, you did a great job in that performance. I think what you ha- I think it'd be really, really hot when everybody leaves if I just rip off your pants and we just fuck on stage. Oh, that's hot. Oh, wow. Let's just wait. I think there's a couple more people leaving. And as and as they leave, let's Oh, she just left. Perfect. Oh, wow. So it's just you and me in this big auditorium, and nobody else is here. Wow. Baby, wake up. Oh, wow. You know, I just wonder where, what, where the source of all that talent is, and maybe I could see underneath. Could I unzip your pants? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to unzip your pants, okay? Yeah. Wow. Oh my god, wow. What? Your pants are so difficult to get off. It's really hard. I guess I have to pull that zipper a little bit harder. Ugh, until. Let me just try to unzip it. Sorry, I'm not used to this type of uh, material. Okay, I think I got it. Wow, your skin feels so smooth. Oh my god, we just need to fuck on this stage. We just need to fuck on this stage. Hi there. Like yourself. Oh, wow. I need you to take off your pants, and I want to see your dick. Yeah, I want to see your big cock. Wow, what a fucking big dick. Oh, wow. I just want to fucking spread you over. And I want you to fuck on this. And I want to fuck you on this stage. Turn around. Wow, what a fucking big dick you have. Ugh, what a nice ass. I'm going to fucking rim your ass and pound you so hard and breed you so hard until until you come. Oh, wow. Wow. You know, I'm, I think we should just fuck on the stage and I should fucking fuck you raw with no fucking condom because I don't have a fucking condom. 
And I want you to jizz on the fucking wooden stage floor. Oh my god, are you close? No. Ugh. Ugh, I want your jizz all over the fucking stage. And, and save some for later. Mm, I can do that, baby. Okay, how hard are you, babe? Very hard. Good. Well, I'm gonna. How do you want to get? How do you want to come, bitch? Mm. Mm. How do you want me to make you fucking come? Uh, pound my hole. Okay, I'm gonna pound your hole. Uh, I'm gonna come out my mouth. Ugh. Ugh, yeah, I'm pounding it so hard. Oh, fucking baby. slamming that shit. Oh. So fucking tight. Oh god. It's the tightest shit I've ever felt. My dick hurts oh. from it. Mm, Ugh, you have such a fucking tight little hole. Oh. Ugh, I can feel the pre cum coming out of my cock. Oh. Ugh, it's the little. Ugh, I can feel it. I can see your pre cum too. Ugh, yeah, your pre cum feels so good. Ugh, I want, now I just want to see you shoot. I want you to shoot all over. And I want you to just fucking oh. splurt and splurt everywhere. I want you to just fucking explode. Oh. 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 I think I'm about to come. Are you about to come? I want to hear you come. Oh, I'm coming. I'll back to you, baby. That's my idea. Ah. 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 Wow. Oh, shit, I'm coming. Oh, baby, I'm coming. Oh, fuck. Wow, that's such a big load. Ugh, oh, well, I should take you to the woods. The woods Because I'm not done with you And I think we should leave civilization And we should just go to the woods Have you ever been to the woods before? The woods are so nice And they're so hollow And there's this nice little cove That I want to show you Ugh, wow Here, just follow me so nice. It's just me and you and the stars. Isn't this nice? Just it's like it's like the woods are sneak sneak. It's like the. It's like the woods are singing for us. Do you hear the ethereal? To slow down the time I'm up in the woods I'm
So, let's go pro- across this river and down this. Here, let's let's cross this river. Hold my hand while I cross the river, okay? Are you ready? Here, hold my hand while we cross the river. Yeah, I'm ready. I hold my hand because it gets a little darker and a little scarier, okay? Wow, you have such a nice soft hand. Mm-hmm, thank you, sweetie. Oh, wow. Mm, good Oh, wow. You did, how, so tell me about your how you were able to perform so well on stage while we crossed the river. What? Tell me about how you were able to perform so well on stage. Weren't you nervous? Mm. Well, I love to see that. It was a couple of boys. Like, like how are you able to be such a good performer and just be able to, like, how long did it take to train that way? Wow. Wow. Well, here, let's just go over here near this part of the river because this is a really nice area that I really like. Nightfall, it feels so good. Are you cold? Do you need my sweater? I can give you my sweater if you want my sweater. You know what? I don't give a fuck if it's cold, and I don't give. And you don't deserve my fucking sweater. I'm gonna fucking handcuff you to that tree. And I don't give a fuck what you have to say if you have any say in this, because we're out in the woods, and you're mine. And I didn't tell you I brought these handcuffs, but I totally brought these handcuffs. So get over here. Give me your hand. And I'm going to handcuff you to that tree. Yes, sir. I think it's a little... I don't... Is it too tight? How does this feel? A little, a little tight, but not too bad. Good. Well, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to handcuff the other hand, and then I'm going to handcuff your leg, and then I'm going to handcuff your other leg. And once we handcuff everything, you're going to not be able to escape the tree and escape the river and the beautiful woods. So you stay right there. You stay... You stay right there.
Alright, so you know what? Shut the fuck up. I'm gonna fucking... I just handcuffed every single part of you. And I'm gonna fucking piss on you now. Are you ready for some piss? I'm gonna piss all over you and I'm gonna go first start with your face and get some in your mouth and your fucking nose. And then we're gonna fucking piss all over your body. And I'm gonna piss every fucking drop out of my balls. Get, re get ready for my piss. And I want to see you get a giant ass boner while I piss on you. And the more piss that comes out of my balls, the bigger your boner gets. You hear that? And you touch yourself in the handcuffs. All right, here we go. The piss. How's that feel? You like that? You like that piss? You like the piss? How's, how's my piss feel? How's my piss feel? All hot and warm? You like when I piss on you while you're handcuffed to that tree? Good. Well, so I'm gonna... So I, how big's your dick now? Really? Well, I'm gonna undo this one handcuff, loosen it up, and I want you to stroke yourself and get yourself harder till you're on the edge, and I want you to come again. And while you do that, I want to rim you and get you harder. Good. Here we go. So this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna piss on you. I'm gonna piss on you. I'm gonna rim you, and I want you to stroke yourself while I rim you and piss on you at the same time. Ready? Yeah, baby. <sighs> How's that dick feel? Is it getting bigger? Yeah, baby. <sighs> mm. Mm, your hole tastes so good. Your hole tastes yeah, fucking yeah. amazing. It's so tight and small. <sighs> How's your cock? It's getting so big. You've such a nice, big, smooth cock. How does my pee feel? My nice, warm pee. You close? You're really close. I want you to come while I rim you and pee on you. You close? I want to hear you. I want to hear you come. Alright, let's hear you come. I want to hear you. I want to hear it. I want to come. Oh, God, my. Oh, Fred. Oh, fuck, baby. Let's hear. I want to hear you jizz all over the place, and then I want you to swallow my jizz. Oh, baby, I want to taste your cum so bad. Good. Well, you better come, and then you get to taste my cum. Oh. Oh, baby. Oh, I'm coming. Oh, shit, I'm coming. Oh, shit. Oh. Oh, God, I'm coming. Oh, my God, I haven't come this much in so long. Good. Now I want you to, to eat my cum. You ready? I'm about to come, too. Oh, 
to shoot you know, on your mouth. Oh, I want to taste it. I'm coming. Oh. Oh. Oh, baby. Oh, I just came. I just shot all over oh. your mouth. Oh, God, your cum tastes so good. I'm glad it tasted good. Wow. Well, I guess we can get out of the woods and we can go back to civilization. We have to. It's free, Bose. Yeah, we do. And you were amazing. You know, it's great to have phone sex with you. (laughs) I love you. I love you. I am free from sex. You love me. I love you. We just had free phone sex with Fred Scar. So, okay. (laughs) So, what were your thoughts? What were your thoughts on that? Uh, So, Pam, what were your thoughts on that one? That was really great. So, that one took a minute. Pam, do you realize you didn't put, pull up the sound effects? So we had to do I suck. Dude, <laughs> I suck at everything you tell me what to do, and I'm, I'm You're making it all 100%. Sense. What was the best part? The best part was when we all recognized the silence, and they were from where they were, and then it was like, what? Are you really trying to get off right now, bro? He was really into it. I'm in! I'm fucking in, dude! That was... That guy was 100% into it. So, alright. So, let's see... What is it? 11 seconds? So, I guess we can do one more. Um, do you have kids calling in? Jonathan and I... That's actually a good point. We could do... Um, you just look at her and think you have look at him with his... Those are the best cans. They're the loudest. Okay, so Pam, as I figure out our next uh, victim, of all the men that are following you, they're like, "Hey, we're from Rome or Athens." We're gonna find someone in America. We'll find someone close. Oh, can we? Yeah. Like you're not gonna go Russia on this one. You wanna go? You're not gonna. I I already thought we talked to a Russian mail order bride, and I was like, I don't think she can fit into that box. You know, like it's a tiny box. It's a it's a long way to come. Well, a tiny it's, box. It's 13 hours on a regular plane as a person, but if you put yourself in a box and flew yourself here, it's got to be at least 16 hours. That's crazy times, right? 100%. Like how how hard do you have to fly to be pretty? You know, like. Like I know these girls, they're in Russia, and they're like, I am so pretty and smart. Like, whatever. I'm sure they're good at puzzles or whatever. They're good at everything. But, like, they're like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Come to the United States. Be good at puzzles. You can be a cam girl and shove your titties into a cute box and they'll be like ah, and then you'll see other guys from you'll be like oh the Ukraine they we can bring them over I'm a racist what no you're not I am on here we are on the radio station I'm talking terrible things about nice people in Russia I don't know I don't know Russians man do okay. you? I know you know Russians. You talk to Russians on the. I don't on talk the, to. 
Ter- who do I? I don't know. I mean, I'm part of it. You guys need to Fred Scarves. I mean, there are several people that could be Fred Scarf because he could maybe know how to. Of course, he's a son man, but he also is smart enough to have 14 uh, interns. And they could be him. Like that one is of them is his Instagram. One so of I will. Is I will say this. So I asked this guy. He's as a joke. He's like really Christian. <gasps> and I asked him to call in. And he's also secretly gay. But because one day, one day he wanted to get go get coffee with me, and then he tried to convert me to like Christianity or something. Mm. <laughs> so. And you said, you know, I only, I only take care of my I was like, listen, I was like, listen, that sounds really bad. Mm. All right. So, all right. I think what we should just do is I'm just going to say, <laughs> okay. What's bad? Putting your pee-pee into a hole seems pretty normal. And there are holes that exist in multiple people. Now, should we put our pee-pee into an ear hole? Probably not. But, like, buttholes and, and vaggie holes are kind of the same fucking holes. They look the so same. Why are we, like they the same are, like, they, they, and they can both expand to interesting situations like I've taken poops that are crazy now I've never birthed the baby that's been super big but same thing yo right agreed big baby big poo ouch either way not cool but if it's if it makes you feel good to put something in your pooper cool I don't have a problem with that I don't have a problem with that so I'm trying to find I'm trying to find like a good person because the thing is I don't I need we can't have it's always 50-50 and we need to find their next person and they need to be good. So I'm I'm holding out. I need to feel this. I need to feel a connection. Well It's I mean it's difficult when you have when you feel that you have self-worth and you're like I'm important and other people should like they should embrace my expression and the problem is that the world isn't like that they hate all of us and it's awful and nobody wants anyone to succeed and nobody's looking down and going like Oh, I'm going to fly down and pull out this person out of obscurity and lift them into the beauty. Unless they have the money to do that. Like, if you have $500,000, cool. Or if you're a person, you're people, like maybe you have people that have money. But here's the thing. Find people with money. I don't know who they are. But everything's mediocre everything's great everything sucks it's just about who has enough money to bring our mediocrity to the surface is that awful so what we're gonna do you're not mediocre you're so beautiful you work so hard your bod's super hot bro all right so i think i found my next person 
So the, this is the only person who I found who speaks English. Yay! <laughs> stop just, Bangladeshi! Yay! No, I mean, no, not that like, we wrong with that. We don't discriminate. Nay. But cute. With that said, mm. we are gonna call my next person. Are you ready for this? To bring it out. Okay. All right. By the way, I just got this dick pic. Look at this. Oh my god. What does that mean? I don't even know what it's that like means. It's so thick. In what context is that wet? It's a wet dick, too. He is got it's so slick. Big. It's a slick dick. Oh my That's god. That's a slick dick pic. It was really that very slick. Also, I just got this dick pic, too. Yeah. I gotta see. Now, now that would make sense because that's his body. That looks scary. He's but. got a thin. He's got a thin, long. It's mm, a pencil. Dick. I like it. It it's really a, looks like a pencil dick. Ah, uh, lovely. He is. Pam, what are your thoughts on pencil dicks? I feel like the ocean of the emotion lotion is all. Dick doesn't really matter because, like, you gotta rub my feet, bro. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not even. Like, you know what always my vag is like the least of my worries, to be honest. Like, <laughs> I want. My back hurts. <laughs> Alright, so this is what we're gonna do, Pam. We're gonna yeah. do another one. But when they talk about the fantasy, you have to pull up the sound effects. You gotta tell me what to so do, I'm dude. Going to you. I'm gonna be like, Pam, Pam. You gotta make me try. I, I know, I this know. This is really rough because I'm also very drunk tonight. I don't usually drink. No, I like. I don't that. usually drink whiskey, but I did. I've had two shots of whiskey tonight. I've had three IPAs and two shots of whiskey. And I know it's, I can't even see what time it is. 11.22. That's for normal people. Alright, ready? Yes. It's gonna be another person being like, I'm on a beach. I'm on a beach and your six bag is so hot, Fred. Your hot body is so hot. It is, it is. It's a very hot body. Meow, 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 meow. Alright, we're gonna put I'm gonna put you on it. There he is. Hello. 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 Well you God, your voice is so hot and you're gonna be anonymous the whole time, so you don't don't ever have to say your name. You don't need to but just just know that your voice is already, is already frozen in our minds. Unless you want to. What's what should we call yeah. you? Fucking sexy ass. <laughs> sexy cop. What so what should we call you? I, I I couldn't hear anything you said, the signal's too bad. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, what should we call you? <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. You can call me Miss Tiggy, I guess. Miss Tiggy? <laughs> I like that. So let's talk about 
What is like an ultimate? So I'm launching a pilot. It's called Free Phone Sex because I feel like phone sex is needs to get back. We need to bring it back. And it's underutilized. Who wants who wants to text sext when you could have phone sex? So I'm on a one man crusade to make the world a better place through phone sex. And let's talk about a sex fantasy that you have not never done yet that you can do with me tonight. Never done yet. You've never done it, you've always oh. wanted to do it. Mm, okay. I would say I mean I'm I'm a slightly vanilla person, so I, I probably won't be very shocking at all when I reveal my fantasies, but That's okay. I mean nevertheless probably like I would love to be like fucked by two guys at the same time and just being bred by both of them and just like just have their cum be like blue. Mm. So what are your thoughts of a female being do you, do you feel like Pam could be a convincing male? I, you know what I still can't really hear you very well. Do you think uh, Pam, Pam could be a, the my co-host she could be convincing that I'm, I'm, I'm a dude now it doesn't matter we're not even oh. dealing with gender we're fine. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. There's we have four, we have four dudes, four dudes, three dudes. How many dudes? I mean, let's go with four. I like the idea. Four. I love the idea of four. four. Uh, oh yeah. All right. Uh, so, so how does it? So where is four. it? Four. Where, where is it? Where does it start? Oh man. Okay. So, um, I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm in. I'm in my, like my bed. I feel like I want it in my space. You know. Okay. So I'm kind of, you know, even though I'm a bottom, I'm kind of dominant. So I, I want. I want to be in control. You're bottom. You're bottom. A power, you like it. a power bottom. Mm. Like a power bottom. Mm-hmm. Like calls the shots. All right. So then yeah. you. You. And I, I want to be. I want to be like used by like poor guys. I actually, my the dildo I have, I'm gonna fuck you with is actually your own dick. Like I actually, without you knowing it. Took your dick and made it into. I made it into a form and I made it, and I'm gonna fuck you in your own ass with your own dick. Oh, that that's hard. My, dick, my dick's sizable, so that's, that's great. That is, I, I can't wait to get close and hard and get into your own ass with your own dick. What? Oh, yeah! Yeah, you, you know it. You got it. <laughs> All right. Mm. All right. So, 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 is there anything else? So, is there anything else that happens in the fantasy? Yeah. I tell you, I can't. I cannot hear what you're saying. All right. One sec. One sec. One sec. So, tell me what else happens in the fantasy. Oh man, this is where I like I said I'm pretty vanilla. So I mean, it's really like like I mean, honestly, I would love I mean I would love to be double penetrated, and so I want two guys in me at the same time, and then I want the third I want the third one like stuffing my mouth. So does it? Then, so does the fantasy start where you are at home and the guys come in? And then the guys come, and then they like, and then they like basically use you, or is it that you come home and they are there and waiting for you? No, okay, no, like we're like, it's like it's like four friends hanging out or something, but I'm hanging out with three tops because I have a bunch of top friends apparently, and um, 
And so, like, at, you know, we're watching a movie or something like that, and it just, you know, getting all close and cuddly or whatnot, and then, like, everything just starts getting a little heavier and heavier. And, you know, I'm the only bottom around. Here's three hungry fucking cops with huge cocks that, like, need to, you know, alleviate themselves, and I'm the so, only bottom available. So my question is... So my question is, what is their... Um, like, what do the tops look like? Tell me about them and tell me, like, like just, like, give me details, maybe names, however, like, as organic have, as you want. I don't have any names, but I guess I would like, um, in terms of their appearance, I mean, I want them all to be at least, like, 6'1". Okay. Two, Chad. Something like that. Okay. They gotta be taller than me. They gotta be taller than me. They gotta be mm. thicker than me, like, more muscular than me so that they can, like, make me feel submissive because I'm not a very submissive person. You are I not. I want them to make me feel submissive. And okay. then, um, God, I'd want, like, like, you know, a little, a little bit of everything from the ethnic rainbow, you know? I want equal representation because everything's sexy. You're woke. You're woke, Chad. You want your Chad to be woke. You're like, oh, Chad, you better be fucking woke. Yeah, I mean, and then I just want them. I just want them like grabbing me and kind and make mm. me. I want them to make me feel submissive because I'm not you, and so they gotta hold me down. And how do you do? You like your dick held hard, like at the base. You just like it, like really, like how is it? It's is it like how hard do you choke it? Like how how what's the you, I know I'm a girl and I'm saying these things. Well, I like, think we have a good clue. I think I know what I want for. I think I know what I want for your fantasy. So we're gonna uh, we're gonna um, put it all together. Miles every Friday from eight to ten p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pam Dastics books the best of San Francisco and beyond's underground comics, it's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pam Tastics deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for mere five dollars every Friday to ten p.m. And I laugh because five dollars—I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Yeah. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl! 
Are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the Hey, everybody. Um, My guest didn't show up, so I'm just going to replay last week's Some Call Me Tim. And uh, thanks for listening. Oh, and um, These Bastards is in the second hour, and they're a really great band. And I saw them last week, and they're playing again on March 9th at the Parkside with War Bison. So check out These Bastards in the second hour. And uh, enjoy some Call Me Tim. When it's 2 o'clock on a Wednesday, you know what time it is. It's time to talk about what people believe in, what makes them tick, why we're on this planet. Some Call Me Tim! Here on Mutiny Radio, I am joined today by comedian Sommier, bearded dude, Kelly Evans. Hi. Hello. How's it going? Hi. Also, great radio voice. Excited to have you here. (laughs) Why? Thank you. Some call me Tim. Uh, The reason we call the show, we as in me as in the queen, the reason I call the show, some call me Tim, is from... Monty Python and the Holy Grail, mm-hmm. and the enchanter, and they say, what is your name? What is your quest? What is your favorite color? And then the guy's like blowing things up. And then they say, some call me Tim. So that's <laughs> why the name of the show, because people seem to be in search for the meaning and the answer to life and all this kind of stuff. And I'm interested in why people stay alive and why what they believe in their afterlife and how they were raised and are they moral and what is morality and yeah. blah, 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 blah. And whatever you believe in. I mean, we had a guy in here who talked, Warhol Kaufman talked for cons- about conspiracy theories for 60 minutes. He talked oh. about why the moon landing is false. And I was like, all right, if that's what you believe in, buddy, I'm going with you. Let's go. All right. That's yeah. <laughs> Take the alternative. Train. <laughs> yeah. Someone last night tried to uh, convince me of the, uh, the flat earth theory and I was like I was like girlfriend I love you but you gotta get off that cocaine okay (laughs) I just don't I don't get that I don't understand how that happens I mean please people are looking for something to believe in so much you know or not believe in you know yeah like when reality is this terrifying, I think some people just want to question it at all, you know? And so that's where stuff like that comes up. Like sure. you just, you look at the world around you and it's confusing. And so you're like, all right, well, it's just, let's, I want simpler answers. And the simplest answer is I'm being lied to. It's a conspiracy. The simplest answer is I'm being lied to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, a, like a renunciation sure. of complexity, which I think was why there's like an anti-science movement in this country. You know, it's just easier. It's like an easier solution to say that, uh, you know, uh, it's flat earth and, you know, with almost like I, the, the, I don't know, the reasoning behind it is very questionable and kind of simplistic uh, versus facing the reality that science is complicated, that scientists don't really know know uh everything and that part of science is experimenting and finding out new things that are uh, maybe somewhat frightening like the atomic bomb or things like that well things fall at 9.8 meters per second squared and we call it gravity but yeah. why it's like because we're tilted on this axis at this certain 
degree and we're spinning this one direction as this going around this other thing like that there's the concept of like orbital science and mass and it, I mean it's all very heady stuff but yeah. people have figured it out and I, I, I guess they figured it out maybe we're all just lying to each other and we're like eh, I think I figured it out this way could all be a simulation. How much? Oh, right. All right, Matrix. So usually, Kelly Evans, I ask people to look deep into the eyes of Sparkle Jesus. And I ask you first, mm-hmm. do you believe in Jesus? Uh, as a person, yes. As a divine person, no. He was a guy who walked the earth. Yeah. He's a guy that was there who had, uh, you know, maybe some strong philosophical ideas at a time when uh, there were two very potent power structures between uh, the Hebrew uh, organized religion and the Roman uh, military. And you know, Interesting. He was a pacifist. He brought out new ideas about that we should all get along. The poor man is king. You know, which right. are all really enticing if you have a boot on your neck. And so, sure. you know, you got to think like, uh, I heard a comedian recently talk about like, oh, is Neil Brennan talking about how um, like, we killed him <laughs> and he's like his ideas weren't even that complex it's like treat other people like you want to be treated like that seems like a really obvious idea so i mean it's understandable that people would want to make him define i mean and th- they went to great lengths to make him seem more magical than he really was I mean, the Romans at the time, they were really brutal. Crucifixion is a horrible way to die. Not just because it, and a lot of people are confused. They're like, well, they put the nails in Jesus' hands and feet and then they hung them on a cross. That wasn't the stuff that kills you in crucifixion. You suffocate because of the way that you're hanged. They even give you a little foothold so that you can sort of be alive for a little bit until you're not strong enough and you give up and then you asphyxiate. Your lungs like collapse on itself and that you take a breath and then you let it out and you can't take in another breath. Yeah. And so you just died horrible deaths. Horrible. For no, for for what reason? Because someone stole something? Because, like, or, I mean, I think burning is also a pretty bad way to Drawn and quartered. Have you heard what that is? Yeah, they put horses on one. Oh, it's more than that. They do, like, they cut out your entrails. They keep you alive. They hang you. They cut you up. It's like like, uh, everything you could possibly do to a person. I thought it was when they tied a horse to each one of your extremities, and then the horses ran in different directions. That's what I thought, too, but that's, like, a small part of it. It's much more. They, like, cut out your heart while you're still alive. Like, it's really, it's very intense. (laughs) I mean, but it wasn't even for, like, human sacrifice. We get all down on the Aztecs for making walls of, you know, human skulls and shit and yeah. and for doing human sacrifice. And yet they were at least killing people for a purpose. Like it was to make the sun to god yeah. right. To them to yeah. make the crops go and to make everybody live. You had to kill some people. There's part of religion right there. Right, right. <laughs> but that's like the basic but then but when we when we kill people in such a horrific fashion, like what we did to the witches or what we what we did to traitors or I mean the all that stuff, all of those torture devices that were used yeah. in the, the Catholic Church was using torture devices against not only witches but Muslims yeah. during the Crusades and they would I mean the Iron Maiden is like a thing with spikes in it that Ugh. you put it it's like a helmet with spikes in it that they put on your head so you're like or in your whole body you get inside it and it's like Jesus 
Yeah. Oh, so I was actually yeah. thinking about this outside, kind of talking about uh, the horrible things that we do to one another uh, <laughs> for whatever reason. And, uh, you know, a lot of people talk about religion like, uh, oh, well, religion's caused so many wars or religion has caused uh, so much order for society. And I was like, I think religion was just one way to do it. I mean, I, I, it's not like if we didn't have religion, we wouldn't find some other reason to torture or kill each other. It would be over land or some whatever. You know, we found plenty of ways, you know, to to do that and it, you know i would say overall in the last couple hundred years um like worldwide violence has been reducing poverty has been reducing it's still a long way to go obviously um but like in a time when i think religion is on a decline kind of globally you know what i mean in some respects like there's a scientific element that kind of dominates society more at least western at least society. western sure i i i can agree with the there aren't as many well and also we're in san francisco so it's impossible to tell what's really like the the pulse of people's moralistic standpoint oh i try to read world news which is once again like who knows what you're really getting well yeah. and when you have a moralistic standpoint it's like where are you coming from and for me, I try to keep it deeply personal, but a lot of times it somehow gets extended into something somebody else is doing is evil. But is it really any of your business? Like, why are we calling out the, it's the biblical thing of why uh, take the plank out of your own eye before you remove the speck of your brother's eye? You know, you're yeah. like, I'm going to get the, hey, you got something over there on your face. And it's like, you got this huge thing in your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, I think that's a, a theme you see is, you know, uh, you know, those who live in glass houses shouldn't cast stones. Um, but, you know, regarding judging others, I kind of getting into a different territory. Uh, I'm a utilitarian by nature, so I think greatest good for the greatest amount of people, which unfortunately means some people lose out. That does happen. But, you know, more people win. I don't want to say use the term winning. I hate that term. More people uh, are able to kind of thrive in life uh, than uh, with any other possible way that we know of. So if you had that age-old question of you've got one person on the tracks and if you can flip the switch either that one person dies or the entire train dies you're killing the one person yeah well, even if it's someone you know let's say your mom's on the tracks or there's a train full of you there's a thousand people on a train yeah well there's and you can either kill your mom or you can you can kill your mom and have the thousand people live, or you can have the train derail and keep your mom. What do you choose? Yeah, well, uh, there's two ways that that question is asked. It's like the one is, you know, like my mom's on the tracks, and uh, if I do nothing, then she'll get run over. But if I move the switch, then the train full of people will go off a cliff or something. And the other way that they phrase that is, um, like, you can stop the train <laughs> theoretically by pushing somebody in front of it. Um, and then save all those people, but you would intentionally murder someone uh, oh. to do it. So that's that's the it's well I hate the save your mom. It's the fat man in the trolley is what it's called. It's sure. the moral uh, dilemma. Is what, uh, anyway, it, theoretically, there's this gigantic man that would be able to stop this train. And say, anyway, I'm a sizist, so I say kill that fat fucker. 
I would, uh, I mean, as far as like, if my mom's on the tracks, you know, uh, I love you, mom, but I, you know, I got, it's, it's a hard decision it's to make. For the, it's for the, it's for the thousand people. But a thousand people is a lot of people that die just for one. I mean, I would make that sacrifice myself. You know, if I'm on the tracks, I would not expect anybody to save my life and dispel of, you know, another thousand individuals. I mean, even maybe, five more people. Maybe you know? that's the most moralistic answer to the story is push your mom out of the way and have yourself die. The yeah. self, the sacrifice. That's what Jesus would do. There you go. And then he'd turn the other cheek. He'd Amen. resurrect and he'd do it again. <laughs> I don't have that ability. No, though. I don't want to do any. Or maybe we do. Uh, I mean, who knows? Only what's... one way to find out, right? Right. <laughs> like the afterlife is just, I mean, that, that collectively we all sort of, and we don't all sort of want to believe in an afterlife. There's so many different religions that choose you know, different scenarios for what happens after our earthly demise. And I don't fucking understand. I don't know what happens to I, I mean, consciousness is weird because I sleep a lot. <laughs> and yeah. I'm unconscious. And I'm drunk a lot. Oh, but my yeah. body's still awake and going when I'm drunk. I just don't. My my brain's not creating memories. So where did I go? Well, that, was that, I there? Right. This is an interesting idea. I think about this a lot because I'm I'm honest. To be honest, I'm terrified of death at this point. I'm getting more comfortable with it uh, as I get a little bit older. Um, but uh, I'm just that. It's and it's not so much being dead. It's like the transition that scares me. You know. Right. Right. And then like right. where where is the line? Like if I get hit by a car and then I lose like a good portion of brain functioning like am i still me like what happens to me like what what is that you know and then so i you know i would consider myself uh, god I, I a deist probably i believe that there's some sort of creative force in the universe but there's no possible way we could ever understand it or if there is an intention i mean intention is something that we assign to will which i just don't know if that's really applicable in this situation anyway so intelligent design you believe in intelligent design you think that there's something out there that that is a created the cogs that make the wheels turn. I believe in evolution. I believe in science. I believe in the Big Bang. But I believe that uh, there's some sort of force behind that, you know. And but what that is, I have no idea. So a I would, giant I would, black hole. Yeah, it could be that. Yeah, it <laughs> could be that. Could be. I mean, the thing is, there is so much that we don't understand about the world around us, physical reality. Like this is, we have like a sliver of perception of what's really going on, and to think that like we could understand like the forces behind that are at work it just makes no sense now when people assign a will to that is like that's what you want sure which you know people use that for different reasons some of them are productive i guess well yeah that makes me think about projecting your own will that's like satanism kind of stuff like whatever you believe is real and you anything you create you like selfishness is the ultimate goal because you mm. ultimately have to serve yourself and rather than the rather than the group of the whole do you find do you find yourself in your life trying to thinking about service and thinking about helping other people or or do you feel more like you're taking care of yourself and that's that's it that's all you need I think it varies on the day you know I, I, I want to try to help others in whatever way I can and the moments that I have an opportunity but uh, yeah I mean taking care of yourself is a struggle you know and I'm you know I don't have like a really uh, great safety net you know like I don't have a rich family or uh, anyone I can kind of go back home like and I'm not going back to Texas so <laughs> I refuse back. to do that you know not going back so you'd yeah need a, yeah you need a, a costume you'd need a MAGA hat you'd need, you'd have to <laughs> yeah, shave. I'm going undercover yeah you'd have to shave your beard or make it bigger 
And you'd have to get a MAGA yeah. hat. And uh, Zach Wiseman uh, is in the house. Hey, he looks Zach. like he has something to say. Nope. Okay. All right. He's Good just going to come gonna sit hang down. out. Good to see you. Hey. Hello. Uh, so are you uh, are you in a relationship with any people? I am actually. You are. So you do think about other people on a on a yeah. Basis. No, no, no. and that's what I'm saying. Relationships like, you're in. You know, I, I guess what I'm trying to differentiate between is like the small things I can do. Like I uh, I periodically have conversations with uh, you know a group of people that I'm friends with, and like if somebody's down or there's some sort of conflict, I want to try to help out to resolve that and like get everybody to get along, and you know so we can all be the great people that we are without getting hung up on like small things that don't really matter in the long run uh voice so, of reason kelly evans uh, dropping in like an angel <laughs> so, i don't know if i'd go that far all right anyway uh but like as far as the world at large like uh, admittedly am i uh volunteering at a homeless shelter no i could do more you know i could and i feel that and I, you know honestly i do feel guilty sometimes that i don't do more i think that you should really go on a pilgrimage into the tenderloin and find that person with a space bag and take away that space bag of franzia and replace it with a nice 97 Clodoval. <laughs> yeah. You can take the Franzia That's... out of their hand and you can replace it with even, you know, like... Doing God's work. Doing God's work. Giving them the better wine. Do you know what I mean? Like It's the blood of Christ. It's the blood of Christ. It's the blood of Christ. What year's the blood? It's fine 89, you know? Was that a good year? I Hey, I like... Sure. 95 was a really great year for Clodoval Cabernet. I enjoyed it nice. very much. It's an expensive bottle. It's good. Yeah. It's a long time ago now. Shit is pricey. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I love that. You know, and here's here's my special deal. This is somebody on the bacon the other day was like, Sue, so when you're going to Napa, like, tell me some wine. Oh, it was broke ass Stewart. Tell me some wineries that you like really like to go to in Napa. And I said, the downtown Napa Safeway. <laughs> That's exactly where you fucking go. Every time I go to Napa, I don't actually go wine tasting anymore yeah. because I went to Clodeval a long time ago and I had two free. Pa- One of our buddies had passes from something. And so we, they were like $50. There's like 50 bucks to taste there now, right? And then they give you like a discount on your bottle of wine or whatever. But the, it was a $52 bottle of Cabernet. And, and then we went to Safeway and the same exact bottle, same exact vintage was 32. And if you bought six bottles of any wine, you got 20% off. So you could logistically fuck the wineries, go to, go to the Safeway in the middle of Napa and right next door yeah. is the BevMo. And you can actually have a fun time. It's actually a fun afternoon because not yeah. only do both places have wine tasting, they have extensive, extensive selections, and then you can compare prices from store to store and actually get the better deal. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And it's great stuff. Okay, I'm sorry. I uh, no, 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 no. I just want to add something to this because this is something I do as a career uh, or as a job, whatever you want to look at it as. Um, I think it's like Napa. God, Napa is like such a weird microcosm of a very large world of wine, and I don't want people to think it represents like how most wine is produced because like most wine in the world, you know, you go to like some small producer it's their house you know it's like what their family's been doing for a long time you know they're kind of scraping by they're not making tons of money they're down-to-earth people they'll invite you in they'll feed you some charcuterie you know they'll pour some awesome wine that's like you know whatever they have around and that's how you know it's not bougie it's not like you know kind of ridiculous uh i think there's just been so much money infused in napa that it's like now the only people who have wineries or can buy wineries there now are like ceos of doritos or right. Former tech millionaires, and so you get that in there, and then it, you know money changes a lot of things. Sonoma's a little better depending on where you go, especially if you get out to the coast. Like you just, there are good, 
people out there. That's why I don't really like pursue the career with that much force anymore is because it's like, I just don't want to wade through all the kind of uh, ridiculous, uh, myopic, like uber rich people that sure. like, that's all that they're just kind of like, Oh, Oakland is scary. Why would you go there? Yeah, like, right. Well, Dry Creek Valley, I always enjoyed very much and Healdsburg, kind of the Northern Sonoma E areas. Yeah. 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 Why? What? But what? But I almost I almost got into selling wine in my early 30s, uh, being a wine merchant for a large distributor. What? What made you go? And I love fucking wine. But what made you go like, yeah, this is what I want to do. I want to I want to be a sommelier. Uh, ooh, yeah. I you know I'm the type of person that takes a little bit of backstory. The type of person who like I've, I float around between a lot of things. Like, what do I want to do? You know, like in college, of course, like a lot of people, I've pursued a lot of different interests. Uh, I was originally working towards a degree in political science and history, and <laughs> wanted to work make money someday. So you dumped that shit. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Some people actually are idealists. Or at least I was an idealist at the time. You know, I want. I know, I know. <laughs> he booed at you me. You got a boo. Uh, I got a boo. Uh, it, but you know, like I was insane. I was really like, if you talked to me, like you would have been like, you are way too intense. Like you got to calm down a bit. Because uh, I was about like, history and politics and about, about yeah, civil and, like, rights changing and... the world and like that. You know, the economic structure is not fair to people. Having you know grown up in a household that you know struggled with debt especially and then you know buying food and whatever um you know like it, it's a personal thing for me and so i felt like as an intelligent person it was my responsibility to like it was sacrifice my own happiness in order to help others but you know well, that's you, very jesus like yeah it's a bit extreme at the time uh but i, I oh, you but can't that's so nice you were trying yeah. to save everybody but it's I, you can't sustain that because i wasn't happy and i was eating i was popping vicodins like tic tacs oh. and so i had a problem you know you were and, giving so much of yourself that you weren't giving yourself anything exactly i crashed and burned and and then i went back to the restaurant industry because I've worked in and out of the restaurant industry since I was 18 and uh, yeah you know I just like after kind of like basically hitting rock bottom and like dissolving my identity you know I was like rebuilding that I kind of stumbled into it and you have to uh, back up what, what happened there you, uh, I mean where, what is rock bottom for you were you it was the Vicodin was the opiates uh, it went way further than that I won't get into too much detail but let's just say like I burned through like 10,000 in about six months that's like a lot of my student loan money that I took out I uh I like had a falling out with some friends that kind of like basically in between that and like but it was drugs it wasn't gambling or something like that no it was drugs it was was drugs drugs. yeah Yeah, yeah. yeah. uh which because you were trying to escape from something yeah I would say I mean like a lot of people I think that's the case you know I just wanted to feel good I think especially with opiates it started as like I have anxiety problems and it started as the one thing I was like oh wow that just like I'm not anxious at all I'm comfortable I can talk to people I'm friendly I'm fun like just things are popping off the top of my head you know like I should be able to do when I can like ease my uptightness Um, and then it just then I because of what was happening in my life and realizing that I didn't want to pursue this career in politics I didn't like the people that I was quote unquote friends with Um, I realized that they weren't really going to have my back and then like a longtime friend kind of betrayed me for a girl that I dated in high school like high school love story whatever you're just a drama magnet I know I know Oh, yeah, well, you know, that's, I guess, my personality. Uh, I am an Aries. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, right. I don't know what that means. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, you know, just everything kind of, like, clicked in at the same point, and I just went off the deep end, and I had some, I had a couple people that I used to work with who 
were like kind of in that world and so I went very very deep and uh, uh, went to jail very briefly <gasps> really yeah I got deferred education luckily enough um, I still have an arrest on my record but I can get it expunged I'm telling a lot right now yeah you are hey I have hey. I've been arrested ain't no shame in the game no, I, no, no, I yeah. had a DUI I mean there's there's all kinds of things yeah. that happen. But I still had, uh, you know, it was. It took it like another year before I really like, you know, my mom had a brain aneurysm and I realized like I may have Whoa. to be responsible. Yeah, I have a little sister too. So I was like, I may have to be responsible for another person. Sure. Like I need to get my shit together. Oh, aneurysms are so weird. They come out of nowhere. One of my buddies, crazy. One yeah. of my buddies was 42 and he died of an aneurysm. He was alive and then his wife found him dead. Nothing, no change. He just, she came home and he was slumped over his computer and she was like, oh. Yeah. It was, he was gone, and there was no, and the doctor said there was nothing she could have known. There's nothing they could have done. He had just been to the doctor two months ago. They didn't see anything. Nothing was anything. It just happens. Yeah. It's like this crazy silent killer, and you're like, what? Like, yeah. Maybe it's a good way to go, though, because it's so quick. It's like all of a sudden, oof, you know, the big bright light comes. You see God, and you're gone. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was uh, my sister's birthday, and like, <gasps> I was outside smoking a cigarette, and then uh, we were at her friend's house, and they're like, hey, something's wrong with your mom, and I come in, and she's on the ground, uh, went to the hospital, had brain surgery, all that, and they said, out of the type of uh, uh, aneurysm she had, like, 50% of people die immediately, and then, like, out of those people that make it, 50% of people have major traumatic brain injuries. Because uh, it's called, because a brain aneurysm is another word for a stroke? Yeah, well, it's it's similar. It's a brain bleed, essentially, uh, you know, so you get blood on your brain, which you're not supposed to have, and then that causes that. you to uh, it basically shuts a bunch of shit down. So, sure. um, which can vary depending on where it happens in your brain. Uh, but yeah, whereas uh, a stroke is a blockage, so you're not getting oxygen to that portion uh, of the brain. So that's why it's easier. More people survive strokes typically than aneurysms. Uh, not, I don't know exact numbers on that, because but I'm not the, a doctor. Right, because <laughs> of the weird it. blood seeping through yeah. all your little cranial bits. Yeah. Anyway, but so so uh, you know that kind of like forced me into a perspective where I was like, all right, I'm an adult. I need to act like an adult. I need to get my shit together. And like, I'm hurting everyone else around me. So I got clean. I started working at a restaurant. Did like you use of, Jesus to get clean? No. no not no. at all. What I about the 12-step program? I do not like the 12-step program. AA? No, you were like, no. fuck it. No higher power. Fuck the higher power. I it's can do this even, on my own. I mean, this is me problem. I'm not submitting to a higher power. I'm not going to say I'm powerless to drugs. I'm going to say I do have power against drugs, and I'm going to make choices to not do them anymore. That's a big so part of it. It's kind of like the opposite of AA. Yeah, that's a big part of AA that bothered me in NA was that you have to sum, it's a submission. Yeah, that's the very first step is you have to admit that you're powerless over the or the drug has power yeah. over you and you are a powerless human being and uh, choose exactly. one. Exactly. I think your your power ranges depending on the, the day of the week. I think some days you are <laughs> in control and some days you're not and it's your job to be aware when you're slipping and then just do whatever you can to prevent you from making the wrong decision in that moment. Peanut Gallery Zach Wiseman has a comment about drugs. Uh, never stop doing them. This guy's a loser. Not kidding. <laughs> uh, no, I think a lot of drug problem comes with from like uh, not teaching people coping mechanisms, and um, yeah. that submission to like a higher power thing isn't necessarily like I didn't understand this for a long time because uh, it they push it as God, yeah. but like uh, I do a lot of hallucinogens, so I understand it in that fashion. Like, and also so did the uh, the whoever the founders of AA. They were very uh, yeah. acid guys, and it's like uh 
it's realizing that you're a fucking puny thing and that these problems are kind of minuscule. It's like a framing thing, more or less, you know? And I don't think, I mean, you don't need a God thing, but it is, it's good for your mental health for whatever reason. Yeah. To have a God thing? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's good for your mental health to have a God thing? Yeah. I think that real. varies. I think it varies person to person. I also, uh, God to God, like, uh, okay, the tr- Christian God, uh, he loves you no matter what, you know, all loving, blah, blah, blah. To think, like, this is what I do to get good at stuff. I hate myself, and I make something, and it's good, but it's not that good, and I could do better, you piece of shit. You better fucking do better, uh, and that makes me get better. I get better at stuff, but I'm also miserable. Sounds like the voice of uh, a dad, possibly. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, that's maybe, like a stepdad for me. Yeah. But um, if you take that same equation, and then you put an all-loving God in there, it, it like totally dissipates all the fucking like hate I have for myself, because this yeah. guy loves me, and I'm, you know, doing, and he's fine with it, and it's like a, it's like a little loophole in that system yeah listen i'm no bill maher i'm not like anti people's belief in religion and and i think aa works for people who use aa that, i was just saying personally for me actually like good good job that good was job. my thought process at the time and still today now i definitely embrace therapy as an option having somebody else who is a a rational sensible person kind of being able to give you perspective on what's going on in your life and be like okay you know just as a metric uh that's fucked up you need to do like not in that is language is that how you got out of the hole was through therapy no, no, actually, it was just I just, you, you I just did it on my own. You I bootstrapped fucking bootstrapped it. Yeah. it. You're like, yeah. I'm going to get this done. Yeah. That's insane. But I don't know if you that's necessarily the best way to do it. You know, sure. like, but it worked for you. Like, I want to take therapy now, but it's every time I've tried to go to a therapist, I've always been very dissatisfied with the results. Like, I went to a therapist in college, and she just, like, stared at me vacantly. <laughs> I went to, like, a, a child therapist after my grandmother died. It was, like, kind of like, oh, everything's going to be all right. I was like, I never really, like, I went to a couple therapists uh, since then, and it's just like, the, with, it never clicked but the thing is like rather than give up on it i just need to find the right person sure you know? sure i think a lot of therapists like voyeurs or just like too supportive which doesn't help you know, yeah if you're all everything's good then why am i fucking yeah, here? Why, yeah, yeah exactly. why am i giving you 175 dollars an hour if everything is great yeah i don't want it's okay i want like okay here yeah you have a problem but you know let's talk about it and here's like a constructive way to look at the world yeah you know? so wine good opiates bad how much wine do you say you drink <laughs> a, a wine is your job i mean that's why i couldn't ever be in the wine industry yeah. is i i'm not an alcoholic i'm a drunk yeah so like i loved i fucking loved i love drinking i love day drinking yeah. i love drinking for 14 hours at a time i love it when i can start in the morning at like 11 with some whiskey and coffee and i just kind of go whiskey and water and then i start to beer and then when the sun goes down i don't drink any more whiskey and i can drink all day long and even almost until like 11, 12 at night. I'm a little older now, so maybe we'll say 10. So I can do like, you know, 11 hours of solid drinking, and I love it. <laughs> uh, but I don't think I have a problem. Because I, mean, I, I, don't, I don't do it all the time. But you switched, like, how much... If that's why I couldn't have a job because I'd be like I'd constantly drink wine. Yeah. I just I, I fucking love that shit. So your addictive personality didn't, didn't bleed over into alcohol? No. Well, here's the, well for a couple reasons. Do you think it's situational? Does it it's, mostly? No, nah, it's just really specific to opiates. I think okay. it's really specific yeah, to opiates. I think everybody, I, not everybody. Some people have a drug of choice, DOC, yeah. if mm-hmm. you've heard the acronym. Um, and that was mine. That was right, mine. Yeah, so yeah. and that's my weakness. You know, and not that I haven't done other drugs habitually, but I've never been like I can't control it 
you know, right. I just this love is it like, so much. I can't control it, right. you know, so, and that's why it's, why it's dangerous. With alcohol specifically, like, I, like, the negative effects outweigh the positive effects for me so and much. immediate. Specifically, the feeling like shit. And, like, hangovers hit me really hard and really quickly. Like, I could be drinking and already start having a headache, Oof. like, even after a couple hours of drinking. Oof. Now, I like to drink a little bit. I, like, I feel like, uh, just, like, a little bit of alcohol kind of, like, you know, loosens me up just the right amount, mm. you know, I feel, I feel comfortable um but like too much just it takes it too far for me so yeah. I, that's that's why i've been able to control it and honestly this is gonna sound a bit ironic but uh, i don't really drink that much wine anymore mainly because it like gets me way worse of a hangover than anything else sure, so I, the stick tannins. To, I stick to gin i stick to gin mostly and i drink mostly white wine if i do drink wine interesting yeah so what's what what do you recommend to people and do you do you like doing it like it's because you're dealing with people that have lots of money yeah sometimes i mean not always i also work at a wine bar right now and, uh, that, and i like that because it's more casual yeah. um you know i i also do wine tours and honestly I, I enjoy that the most right now just because i get like a long conversation with people over eight hours versus like a short interaction sure but i think if honestly if i was going to stay in the industry i'd rather just like open a wine bar and just have it be super casual low price wine people just come right. and like eat and hang out and get a little tipsy and just have like it's about the people not so much the wine i think what I recommend to people is based on what they like. I think I know what uh, a balanced wine, like just from studying and drink and like tasting and drinking and educating myself, I know how to evaluate things that are like, this is quality and this isn't, but there's like a wide range and like, it just like comedy, just like art, just like anything. A lot of it's subjective. A lot of it's what you prefer. I think food and drink especially are subjective because everybody has different tastes. Some people like to eat like nothing but asparagus all day long. While other <laughs> people are like, I need a steak immediately, you know? So, um, you know, what I recommend is like, I just a conversation. I ask them, do you like something like fruit forward or dry or whatever? Some basic questions and that kind of gets me. Okay. There. So what's like a great uh, $10 bottle of like dry Merlot? Oh, I don't even know Merlots, man. I like I, Merlots are so. Uh, Pinot then. Pinot then. Pinot. Merlot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, $10. I don't know. You probably find Deloche. I don't think that's too expensive. The problem with Pinot Deloche. is Pinot Noir is super expensive right now uh, just because of Randy. a stupid movie called Sideways. Yeah. Uh, not, I mean, I have mixed feelings about the movie. The movie was decently made. You know, Paul Giamatti, love the guy. All right. But, um, you know, basically that killed Merlot and that basically like uh, boosted Pinot sales. So now Pinot is like impossible to find for like less than $30 a bottle sure. if it's if it's good. But well, you can it's find also the Willamette Valley and the special things where the where yeah. the, it's like coastal but not like the the, the fog comes in just yeah. right over the wine vines and it <laughs> makes this perfect climate for the Pinot Noir. Yeah. Honestly, I recommend European wines mostly to people because yeah. you, you get wine from Portugal, you can get wine from Eastern Europe, you get wine from certain areas of Italy. Super cheap, yeah. really quality, great stuff, easy to drink. Like that's, that's where I had because they're lesser known areas the more popular something is yeah. the more expensive it gets that's how wine works and like in another 10 years it'll be something else that's too expensive to buy so we'll find something else but like there's an entire world of people growing wine they're growing wine in uruguay brazil they're growing wine all over the world right now sure. like something Chile's else really great wine yeah yeah something else will come along and and and, and be great and inexpensive i mean that's kind of how restaurants work is you know you got a bottom line you need to make money so you buy something that's like cheap but good and then it gets popular because you have a trendy restaurant and then and you then can't people, buy that anymore yeah. and you buy something else uh i just i came back from uh Italy and Greece, and it was amazing how inexpensive wine was at the store. You could spend yeah. like three euros on a bottle, and you'd have an amazing bottle. I mean, we were spending like I was looking at it, and I'm like, what about this one? It's, it's euro fifty. It was like we, yeah. it was insane. The wine was 
almost cheaper than water. It, it yeah, was. You find garbage wines for like 89 euro cents. Yeah, like, it was Jesus. like gas. Yeah. But it was. I, I was just so impressed. We drank. We drank a lot of wine. Uh, why do you think historically has wine been considered sacrificial? And what's the whole thing with Jesus and the blood of him being wine? And what do you, why do you think these rituals sort of have evolved around wine? Well, rituals have always been important. You know, you know Joseph Campbell, I assume. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, big fan of Joseph Campbell. Uh, and, you know, he talks a lot about this as, as specifically as it, as it pertains to uh, uh, Native American or uh, American indigenous tribes and, uh, you know, and also um, any sort of pagan tribes. That ritual is a huge part of religion. The Catholic religion kind of brought in a lot of that as well and because uh it is what kind of differentiates normal reality from this like spiritual experience and so it delineates the difference between i'm just outside eating a sandwich and i'm in here having a moment with god right now and somebody's like (laughs) connecting us so that's really what it's about i think you know it could have been anything why is it wine i just think because wine was such a part of western culture at that point you know the greeks really kind of kicked it off and the romans kept that up and then uh it just anywhere where the romans were there was wine and so you know uh, spread out all over Europe. Exactly. And then then the Catholics basically took I don't say took their place, but well, Roman Catholic came in. And, well, it came <laughs> in as the new power structure, somewhat. But what really what happened is, um, you know, the Romans were uh, a a government essentially, a political body, uh, and not a religious one. And like they didn't really care what you did religiously. You know, there were plenty of different gods. Right. Pontius worship. Pilate was like, "You guys want to kill this guy? You want to you gonna call him the king of the Jews? You want to kill him? Uh, okay, cool. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'll do it. Sure." I'm your yeah, man. Sure, whatever. Yeah. Um, whereas, uh, oh God, what was I saying? Oh yeah. So where the Catholics came in and uh, they had divine authority, but there were still like different government governmental bodies. I mean, not at first, but by the time you get to like a, 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 that 1000 AD, 1066, the Battle of Hastings, you know, and like the Catholic Church has spread out enough that you know the kings are really controlling that area, working with them. But you know, there were times when they went against the Catholic Church. You know, they had a great schism. You know, you had the false pope. Well, they, he, the one guy wanted to get a divorce from his wife, the king, and he was like, Henry fuck your church. Yeah. I'm going to get a divorce. We're going to call it a new church. Exactly. Your rules are dumb. I'm the king. Whereas if they were like <laughs> the government, then they could just uh, stamp out a rebellion, you know? But they had to rely on the fear of different monarchs to do their bidding. Does knowing history for realsies, because you actually studied it, does it scare the fuck out of you what's going on right now in our world? Uh, I mean, I'm always scared, so, uh, <laughs> you know, like, historically speaking, I don't know, sure. Um, I think what scares me more is, uh, w- like, we, we're not evolved, you know, I think our ideas may have evolved, but we as emotional people are not evolved, and technology has greatly evolved, and I think it's, it's evolving faster than we can comprehend it, which mm. means accidents will happen. How mm-hmm. big those accidents are going to be, I don't know. I know a lot of bad shit's going to happen, but a lot of good shit's going to happen too. It's just like, do <laughs> yeah. we make it or not? I don't know. This is like the period in society where we determine if the human race continues yeah, or we right fall there. off. I, yeah. I realized the other day we're closer to like the biblical fucking apocalypse than like we have fucking uh, machine that rips holes in space time. You know, the, the mark of the beast shit is 
I was watching a video, and so uh, Facebook hired uh, one of the, like one of their lead tech people is uh, like a former DARPA uh, mm-hmm. operative, whatever. Yeah. And they said the brain chip is going to be out by 2020. It's like within a year they're going to be brain chipping people. Brain uh, chipping. Brain chip. What is Talking that? Talking about mean? like neural ace, yeah, like yeah, what yeah. Elon Musk was talking about. Mm-hmm. It's like, like amping up your uh, ability to process information. Shit, to yeah. yeah, the future basically. There's a few different theories as far as like where we go. Do we merge with technology? Does technology supplant us? Does do we like basically become technology, or do we like advance biologically, like through nanotech or something like that? So there's a bunch of competing branches of science right now for like what futurists believe will be. What about what just the human race will being look like. like human? What about like getting back to like body hair or something? Yeah, you know what I mean. What about like what about embracing you. all like the the organic nature that we've been trying to negate for so long and saying that no negation of this. Let's actually be human and what it means to be human and not try to what is, does, uh, hormone does, like, therapy and drug therapy and what, yeah. what about like uh, DNA alteration or gene, gene splicing shit it's Pandora's box I'm not into it's out already shit either I mean, the farthest I'll go is putting, like, baby blood on my face. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, that's to, to stay young forever. But I'm yeah, not going to... Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want to, like... But, like, donated, you know? Gene, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, well, let's, let's say this. If my buddy... Can't just take was, baby blood. Yeah. Well, right, okay, let's let's say that let's say that um, Zach Wiseman got in a horrible accident and they were going to chop his leg off. But uh-huh. if I had a baby and then gave it an abortion and then we could give those stem cells to make you have a leg again, I'd do that. I'd, I'd, I'd have a baby and murder it for Fuck you. Fuck yeah. So that you could... Wow. That's like, that's, that's your that's, baby to murder, you know. Yeah, right, absolutely. but that's but that's because it's I'm actually using the genetics. I don't want to like take out genes and splice them and blah blah blah. I'm like if if I can give you if I can make cells inside my body with like magic of birth and right. then like somehow scientists can use it to save somebody else, my aborted fetus. I'm um, like fuck yeah. So like they don't they're they're finding new places to get stem cells from. So if they don't need they're stem cells need, from yeah. your baby, would you still kill your baby for me? Depends what you need me to kill it for. Do you need it, or does this? Like I mean, a, I don't want a baby anyway, so like I wouldn't really just have a baby to kill it. But <laughs> fresh squeezed baby blood, you just stay young forever. All right, all right, we're, 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 we're off the trail. I apologize, I do this. It uh, takes us off the trail. Uh, but do you think abortions are moralistically wrong, or do you take no stance? Uh, I think. I mean, I think in some sort of situations, abortions could be considered moralistically right. Yeah. Um, Kelly Evans. Listen, I uh, I know people don't like to hear this, but like overpopulation is an actual thing, yeah. and uh, you know now that first world societies are kind of moving into a negative birth rate, that's great. But that wasn't always the case, and you know a big reason why we're not currently in the red right now, like at the moment, and we're still moving towards it, is that China instituted a one-child policy now. Mm. Whether you agree with that or not, or there's a lot of negative aspects of that yeah. for sure. You, it's probably the most ethical way to curb uh, curb population, though. But, but if really. it wasn't you know that, happened? then we would have another billion or more people on this planet. Yeah, probably more. There, there are millions of undocumented Chinese for that sure. didn't. Their parents had one child, yep. and then they had another. Kept and the they've been living in secret. And thank God all Chinese people look the same. I'm sorry. That was <laughs> because they've hidden in the cracks. I'm kidding. They they don't all look the same. To each other though, that's the. Question. I don't know. To each other, I think they. But there are there are millions of people who were born after the the, the one child yeah. rule, and they don't have passports. Yeah. They don't have birth certificates. They don't technically exist. And they're still there, and they're alive. Yeah. So, well, what are we? Is that in what addition to that? 
they're kidnapping women from neighboring countries like Vietnam because Oof. you know they they treasure uh, the, having a boy over having a girl. So now there's like way more men in China than there yes, are women. Seventy like percent men or something. It's well, it's terrifying. But not even 70%. just for sex. It's, yeah, yeah. it's for uh, for marriage, like to like imprison them into marriage. Thank God a lot of them escape, and there's resources on Jesus. the other side of like northern Vietnamese border for them. But it's just like I mean, there's pl- there's a lot of stuff wrong with that. What happened with that policy? Unintended consequences. And this goes back to what I was saying about technology. It's like we make decisions that are life changing or society changing, mm-hmm. and we don't understand the implications of them until 20 or 30 years later, and, and by then it may be too late. I 100 percent agree with that because right now uh, I'm I'm 44. I don't know how old you are. But um, when when I was in the 80s, I remember when Ritalin started becoming very popular with kids at school. And it wasn't that the kids wanted it, it's the parents and the teachers, and they said, put this kid on Ritalin. Yeah. And then we put, we systematically put an entire generation of people on baby methamphetamine that they've been taking for 20 plus years now. It's just we, amphetamines. It's just amphetamines. Well, I, th- I, feel, like, I feel like it's for <laughs> it really babies. Is. It really is. I feel like, I feel like the Ritalin is like, it's safe for babies. Like, yeah. it's safe it's to just, take because it's Adderall. It's, it's for babies. Molecule, it's, 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 yeah, it's like, different molecule. It's a slightly different molecule. It's basically the same but, thing. It, yeah. Right. So, with we have years of unchecked methamphetamine use and what's going to start happening? Are we going to start seeing a lot of people that require kidney dialysis? Like what's happening? What are the health problems of the people in my age range and a little bit younger that are going to start cropping up because we didn't have the foresight? We're like, mm-hmm. fucking shut those kids up in class. Yeah. Wow. The <laughs> make problem. them docile. Don't teach them. Just make them shut yeah. up. Give them these drugs. And then with that usage over time, what happens? Yeah. Well, I mean, two things. One, sure, I mean, amphetamines are a huge problem, but look at fucking sugar in this country. Uh, like, you, know, yeah. sugar. you want to talk about kidney dialysis, like, that's a big reason. Absolutely. You know, diabetes because of that, uh, leading to kidney dialysis. Uh, and then the other thing is, you know, the reason why people are pumping their kids full of amphetamines is because the way that we educate is from yeah. the 1800s. All right? right, we don't use anything else from the 1800s. We're not using horses and buggies. <laughs> We're, you know, things have moved forward, but somehow we still have an education system that uses the banking method. It makes absolutely no sense for the current technology or where the future is going, or like, or just in terms of how people learn things. Exactly. Like, it, none of it makes sense. You know, people want to move around because they're curious. They want to uh-huh. interact with the world. Like, mm-hmm. they don't want to just shut up. And you, you could just take kids and be like, "What do you like?" And he's like, I like Pokemon cards. I'm like, all right, we can teach you most of this stuff through Pokemon. Yeah, cards. math. Yeah. You can teach math through Pokemon you cards. Almost, Absolutely, it's ridiculous. Well, yeah. the future is gamification, like basically like VR education, yeah. where it's like it's a game that you're involved in, and that's how you learn history or whatever you want to learn mm-hmm. is by interacting. And the thing is, the algorithm. This is the one thing about technology that I do like is the algorithm can learn from how you respond to things. So if you do really well with one like method of education, then it starts reinforcing that. Yeah. And so then you start learning at a faster rate, and it's more effective mm-hmm. more efficient i like the 1800 like ship yeah. fuck these kids <laughs> fuck these little babies that are, i'm bored in school i can't sit still you know what i couldn't either i was an adhd kid and i wanted to raise my hand all the time and i wanted to jump around and i just sat there and i fucking took it and it made me a smarter person and a better person i think that it's too we make it too easy oh do you not want to read a book why don't we give you a video game to play so you can learn how about shut the fuck up and learn how about memorize shit kids don't memorize anything anymore See, this is why we have tables. that shit though it's like that frustration and I think a lot of that is born out of like, well, this is the way I did it, so this is the way you should do it. But right. we got to let that shit go. That's too conservative an attitude. Certain things we have to be liberal about. Certain things we have to be conservative about. I think one thing to be liberal about is like, you know, how do we? What's if, the best way to go yeah, forward? If something works better, you should probably just do that. Yeah. 
and yeah. like, and I think if people, if kids can't sit still, and they, you know, like maybe there's a reason for that. Yeah. I think that the, the yeah. thing is, and I and I found this with because uh, I used to manage a restaurant, and the thing you learn is like when you have to make decisions for other people is like sometimes you're wrong, you know, and you gotta <laughs> let that shit go mm-hmm. real quick. And the thing is, if you hold on to it too much, everybody thinks you're an asshole, and right. you probably are an asshole because you don't want to listen to other people's thoughts or opinions or try something that might actually work. You're right all the time. I mean, it's hard to be right all the time. Yeah. It's yeah, and you it's can't impossible. you can't die on every hill. You know what yeah. I mean? Like if people are gonna, Jesus you, you can't you can't die on every hill. You got to choose your battles. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to yell. No, no, no. <laughs> Yelling is great. I, I mean, I constantly. I have a I have a rant on every show. It isn't a show unless I rant about something. Nice. Uh, so. Do you feel do you feel like you're balanced now? You feel like all the addiction is behind you. The future is now. Everything's going to be okay for Kelly Evans. Uh, I don't know if I go that far. I, th- I don't think the addiction is ever behind you. I think it's always there. I think the one thing AA does have is like you know it's always present. You have to be aware of it. Like I was saying, yeah. you have good days and bad days, and it's just like knowing where that line is and just knowing what the like I know what the danger signs are now for my behavior, and I uh, avoid those at all costs. Like it's like I'm not going to hang out with these people. I'm not going to do this. I'm, recognizing the feelings is. Like, exactly. It's the biggest part of most things. Well, it's like panic attacks. I started having panic attacks about like four years ago. Oh. And like, I don't have them anymore. And I haven't had one for a couple years. Watch, I'm going to have one tomorrow. But like, because I, I, I started recognizing what the signs were leading up to them and the things that were, you know, making me feel that way and making me so anxious. And then I was able to start like rerouting what I was doing mentally to avoid that, you know? Yeah. So are other people not able to become healthy because they're just not using self-examination is it i think there's a lot of uh, people lying to themselves there's i think there's a huge amount of that and uh i mean i i don't know nobody knows what the fucking cure is for addiction stuff Mm -hmm. but i was a drunk for like a good number of years like most of my life i've been a fucking drunk and uh i'm i'm not a drunk anymore and not like i abstained from alcohol and i didn't go to aa i just did a bunch of acid and it like fucking it like i don't have that monster in me anymore yeah. It's very, I don't know how to explain it, but it functioned. I mean, I just don't fucking, I'll have four drinks, I'll have six drinks, and I just don't want to, I don't want it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to presume to have the answer for everyone. I think it's different depending on yeah, who you are. I think a big part that helps me is that I feel like I have something to like uh, look forward to and yeah. live for. Like I have people that I care about, you know, um, and that really helps. And it's like I want to – it's not just me. Like if I feel like I'm alone in the world and I'm just like floating in the ether, then I'd probably be more likely to just say fuck it. But sure. because right. I'm not, um, that helps a lot. So you just have to find someone or something that like, yeah, you know, is a reinforcer for you like you know the, I care about these people and I want to you know maintain do, yeah. a relationship with them or this thing like comedy I think is another thing that I'm like really excited about now and like being a comedian is like I finally like feel like I've like I've never been one of those people that like oh Johnny plays a piano or like somebody's really good at acting or yeah. whatever I've never had that thing huh. and it's like it feels like that thing for me like it's like God, it's like not even that long like uh, f- on stage four and a half five months uh, but I've been writing since yeah. June, so cool, cool. but it's like it's nothing's really felt like that right. He's funny, know? yeah. Cool. You know, it feels good. It feels he has good. he has a he has a he has a good voice and a good presentation on stage. It doesn't it doesn't hurt that he's um you know he's good looking. Gay. Nah. <laughs> but he's he's new. He but he works. Yeah. Yeah, I see him. He grinds. He's there at Hotel Utah every week. Yep. Dope. Shows up here. I mean, and the thing I appreciate about you is that you're new. And you're funny, but you, you don't have an ego yet about it. Like where there are some people who are new that are like, I'm so great at this. Oh God, Why aren't no. you booking me? I'm so 
great at this. And you're like, I'm doing my thing. I'm writing jokes. You come with new material. You come with jokes. Yeah. You work them out. And you're calm on stage and you don't give off that vibe of like, like me, like me, like me. You're like, here's what I'm presenting to you. Yeah. I mean, that's all I can do. <laughs> well, that's why I like it. It's like, it's an opportunity. Like, I feel like more free and honest right now than I've felt in a long time. Yeah. Because like working at restaurants and managing people, you have to like cut off a huge part of your personality. And mm-hmm. I just, it was like, it was like strangling me. I felt like, su- like I was suffocating. So it's like, now I feel like I can breathe again and like, you know, just being honest on stage and trying to find the funny in life. And, you know, not to say that it's like, I'm going to do some stupid hacky shit periodically. It's a learning process, Everybody. you know, like you won't like, even realize it's some of the hacky shit. And then like a year later, you're exactly. Like, uh, it's Tom, Tom's <laughs> shoes. Jesus. What am I doing? No, I it's, uh, Seriously. My first year and a half, I had this joke that was a joke that derived from a bar joke. So it literally was completely hack, but I used it cause it worked every time yeah. and it was so hacky. And I didn't understand what hack was until I was at a show at the